Hey guys, welcome to our 10 episode deep dive of the Gulf Shores, Alabama market. I'm your host, Avery Carl, and I wanted to let you know really quick before we get started that we do have some supplemental materials for you to go along with this podcast on our website, theshorttermshop.com. So what we have there is the current purchase prices in this market. So you can set up, set yourself up a search, look at properties, do all that fun real estate stuff, like kind of like Zillow, we've got it on our website and you can check out exactly how much it costs to buy a condo or single family home or townhouse in the Gulf Shores market right now. Also to go along with that, we have the AirDNA data, thanks to our friends over at AirDNA for this market for the past few years. So you can compare purchase prices versus the AirDNA data and kind of do some analysis there. We've also got a really cool calculator on the website that I built around short-term rental investing to go along with all these things. Or if you know you wanna buy in Gulf Shores and you're ready to start talking to an agent, you can reach out to us at agents at theshorttermshop.com and we'll get you connected with our agent in Gulf Shores. And last but not least, if you just really like us and you want to hang out with us more, we'd love to see more of you. So there's a few ways you can do that. You can join our Facebook group. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth, same title as my book. It's a community of over 60,000 investors sharing best practices and just kind of uh, being friends with each other. It's pretty cool. Or if you want to talk to us in person, you can do that every Thursday. You can sign up at strquestions.com. We have a one hour lunch hour, just office hours where you can ask us anything you want about short-term rental investing. So we appreciate you guys listening and please reach out to us with any questions. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Join us in our community on Facebook as well. And uh, I guess we'll get to the episode now. Thanks guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another short-term shop special episode series on the Gulf Shores market. Today, we're going to talk about common occurrences. So things that you're going to deal with in this market that are kind of specific to this market that you're going to have to learn, um, you know, that are maybe things that are going to happen every year, things that happen often for a beach market, just the general things you're going to need to know about managing your property or managing around things that are going to happen uh, so we've got some of the usual cast of characters here today to help us do that. We've got Tim and Ethan. And so let's, who wants to start? Let's start with, I'll give give you guys the floor. Who wants to to go over the first comment Tim, occurrence? Start it off, Tim. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. And uh, thanks, Avery, for uh, having us do this. It's always fun. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, Gulf Shores, really, it, it's, it's a beach market. So I'm just going to touch on some beach stuff. And uh, I guess one of the biggest things for me, that's different because I own stuff in the beach and the mountains, but, uh, salt water, you know, salt water is in the air. It's everywhere. And depending on how almost, I mean, if you're within, uh, what I would consider a good distance for being a short-term rental, you have to deal with salt water in the air. So that attacks some things that you may not be used to dealing with. And I guess one for us, one thing is HVACs. Um, we're in a condo building, so this is slightly different for houses and it depends on where your HVAC is. Uh, ours, don't get rained on, which is, you know, some people are like, oh, that's nice. They don't get rained on. They don't get weather, but the rain actually helps wash the salt water off. So um, in our building, if you don't, you need to rinse those off like once a year or more and just plan on the outside unit, not lasting as long as it would in like uh, Michigan or something, somewhere that doesn't have salt water in the air because they get corrosion and it eats everything up. So that's, that's one thing for us is like, we've kind of added that to our list as we have our handyman go over there and hose off our, our unit a couple times a year. And then really we just plan on replacing it. Um, 
And unlike a lot of places like HVACs, and, and I'm not a licensed HVAC anything, so don't come back and say, well, Tim said to do it this way, you know, but uh, you do seem to get away with just changing the outside unit more often, not having to do the whole inside reinstall. So it's not like a full expense of like a full HVAC install. They just replace the outside unit. Um, so that's one thing. And then on the same thing, like our doors, you know, that, that your metal exterior door, if you have metal exterior doors, uh, we, we repaint those with quality paint every couple of years, because, you know, if they get chips in them from people banging suitcases in them or whatever they get, they get rusty, you know? Um, so you don't, and first impressions are everything with these things. So you don't want people walking into a rusty, gross, like you could have this cool, you know, beachy color in your door and big old rust spot on it. You don't want that, you know? So um wow ethan do you have that you have a house so i know uh, do you guys what kind of stuff do you guys get with salt water do you get much issue uh so far we haven't but i mean you're definitely right the deck's going to last us a shorter amount of time uh you know we try to keep paint on it to make sure it stays coated um but yeah the door issue we have that same problem our hvac is outside does get rained on um and and that's interesting i didn't know that so thank you for sharing that um but around moisture, you got your uh, locks, your entry locks, you got your smart locks. And most of the time, if those get moisture in them, they they don't work right or uh, may have some issues. So I recommend someone, well, if you have someone down there beating a little silicone around the outside of the door lock to keep that moisture out, we found out that works really well for us. So uh, similar issues with the, the salt water. It's always there, always lingering. Um, just try to play preventative defense. Uh, to to keep you from costing a lot all at one time. Yeah. So you bring up a really good point that I want to kind of circle back to on the the lock getting corroded and like stuck. Do you guys keep an extra key, like an actual hard copy key, in a lockbox somewhere around the house in the event that something crazy like that happens? Yes, we we do keep uh, uh, the lockbox for we own a duplex, and so both sides have a, a spare key in a lockbox that they can use to get in. Tim, you have a a, are you allowed to do that? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not sure, <laughs> but we do. Uh, uh, they, so our building, everybody, the common thing for the building was to hang lock boxes off of like the railings, like outside of the unit. There was like railings in the hallways and stuff. And a couple of years ago, we redid our whole building and put all new, really nice aluminum powder coated railings in that are really resistant. And anyway, they asked us not to do that anymore. So I actually have mine mounted to my door. Um, so, but yes, I do. I have it mounted right to the door. And uh, so that is, and that's across all our properties. We do that different code on that than I have on the door. So it's like an emergency code that I don't share with anybody unless there's a problem. So um, but that's, yeah, that's definitely one of our systems across the board. So, cause that's the last thing you want is somebody get there and they can't, they can't get in. So we, we had that once no backup key and it was late at night. They got there. And they had to go to a hotel. It was it was an expensive oh. night of sleep for us. Yeah, yeah. Your your, your options there are, are a hotel or a sawzall. So, yeah, and, uh, most most <laughs> yeah, guests don't carry a sawzall with them in the car, um, but I do. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So corrosion is a thing that has to be maintained, and it can, especially. I mean, the HVAC is definitely a bigger problem in terms of cost, but in terms of like emergency, the the lock thing is a really big deal. So that's a great call out. Uh, so do you guys see, actually, I'm going to stick on the rust thing for a minute. Uh, nails. So you may not, Tim, because you're in a condo, but, um, or in several condos, but Ethan on yours. So do you notice, do you have to do any like maintenance of where your siding is nailed or where your trim is nailed on the outside? Because you'll, you'll see when you walk by some of them, like little rust drips on it. Well, I think you you can start to see that. We haven't done anything about it yet, but it's something uh, to definitely keep note on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a pain with stuff like that. 
and uh it's you just gotta stay on top of your stuff you know and, and there's different ways to do it some some you know like the decks uh some of the higher end deck builds they actually use all stainless steel fasteners which is nice um but it does add to the cost of building the initial thing so yeah i rust is like you don't realize that it it's such a maintenance item but you also need to realize that it's very, very normal and common in these markets, as these guys have said. I've seen a few buyers like want to terminate contracts overseeing corrosion on the exterior HVAC. And we're like, no, no, like this is a good deal. <laughs> yeah, you, of, they're all gonna have that. Yeah. If you're not gonna if you don't own it at the beach, if you don't, if you can't deal with that a little bit, you know, that's just part of it. And it's nothing you it's you and all your friends are having the same problem. So <laughs> it's nothing to be too alarmed about. <laughs> it is something you gotta work on, but nothing to be like, oh my gosh, it's plate falling down. So all right. So next thing, while we're on the th- the outside elements, so is there anything we need to manage around or have a system for regarding sand? For me, for me, sand is it drains. I mean, uh, you know, people are going to the beach and coming in with sand on them, and you know, you obviously, no matter whether you're in a condo or a house, or whatever, you want to have some kind of system where people can rinse themselves off outside. But it is inevitable; people are going to have it on their skin and everything, and, and it builds up in the in, in the pee trap. Uh, if you don't know what a pee trap is, a pee trap is a part of your drain that actually keeps the smell of plumbing. It, it intentionally holds water, so that way the smell from your sewer system doesn't go through your house. But it's just a little low spot in the plumbing. It's a little dip, and uh, sand will collect in there and eventually clog. So for us, we have a you know a preventive maintenance. Part of our preventive maintenance is having those cleaned out because if you let it go too long. They'll fill up with sand and you'll inevitably get a guess saying that the sinks aren't draining or the tub's not draining or something like that. So that's one of our biggies. Um, Then the other is just really managing what kind of flooring you choose. You know, you don't carpet is bad, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and one of mine had carpet in it until like a year and a half ago. And I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but we had a carpet in a bedroom and it was so gross. Uh, It was just full. It was a sand trap, you know, so uh, any kind of smooth flooring, you know, it's good. LVP, Mm -hmm. you know, pile, whatever. So. Yeah. And first of all, we got electrician Tim and now plumber Tim. So thank you for that, Tim. You're- <laughs> uh, along with sand, just a common occurrence is guests you would think would be aware that there could be some sand lingering around the house. I mean, obviously the goal is to get it all out, but they, they, they may find sand in the house and they, they just need to maybe be okay with that. And another thing <laughs> is we we provide vacuums for our cleaners at the at the property that's something and i don't know if every cleaner does that or not but for us we do and that sand is tough on vacuum so um you know we get, make sure you're emptying it out changing the filter or, or changing out the vacuum completely just to make sure you're it's sucking up everything it needs to suck up yeah not even regular beach sand but like kids colored sand bested my my dust buster a few weeks ago <laughs> the old dust buster yeah, I guess they're not called that anymore. It's called something else, but I'm never going to get over the early 90s and the dust. Buster. Yeah, that's throwback to my childhood. <laughs> we had one hanging on the wall. <laughs> Loved it. Yep. Uh, okay, so sand is a thing. It's going to be that you're never really going to be able to get every little grain out. And you just kind of have to be okay with that. So let's talk about wet bathing suits and furniture. Is this something that you have to deal with? Or do you guys get upstream of that by having furniture that it's not going to you know, get water stains if somebody sits on it? Uh, yes, it's an issue. And uh, uh, another thing, again, uh, I want to talk about condos a lot because that's what I'm in. But 
the condo buildings typically frown on people hanging stuff off the balconies. And that's the most logical place for a guest that is from not there to hang their stuff. So you got to have a plan around that. So having, we actually provide nice racks in the, uh, in the bathrooms and stuff to hang up, you know, to hang it up. And uh, actually we have, it's kind of old school, but we have one of those uh, it's a, like a string that you pull across the tub like a, like a, a clothesline that, that you can buy them off Amazon and it's retractable. So they can pull it out, hang up a bunch of swimsuits right above the tub and it, it hangs them there. And uh, so that that's our system. And we just basically put in our instructions, here's this thing. And uh, we label it really well and say, this is what it's for. And, and, and uh, that's the way we handle it, but it is definitely a thing. You don't want your furniture covered in salt water all the time. So uh, we, we have the balcony. So people do that. We also have what Tim mentioned there, the, 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 the line in the, uh, in the shower but speaking you know one thing i was going to mention in general compared to my smoky properties we have to have uh the carpet cleaners and the the fabric cleaners out a lot more often to clean the couch and to, to clean the chairs so we've not prevented that from happening uh so we we do have them they, they come out once a quarter probably and uh clean everything for us all right jonathan what do you do about um sand do you have any systems for keeping sand out or or uh also wet bathing suit systems? Well, um, nothing that's too effective as of yet. I mean, we just uh, harp <laughs> on the outdoor showers. It's just really important and, and try to get guests to wash off before, but you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. So nothing too effective as of yet. <laughs> I actually experimented with a no bathing suit system and it did not go over well at all. It was heavily frowned upon. So, Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I okay. <laughs> moving along from that uh, i think the elephant in the room that everybody is sitting here waiting to for us to talk about is hurricane so let's talk about it yeah so uh hurricanes are real and they do happen and in, in environments like this so our big thing is like one there's a lot more scare of hurricanes than there are actual hurricanes and most of our guests are not local which it makes sense you know people are traveling to this area to to enjoy it and most people's knowledge of hurricanes is a lot of fear, you know? So in hurricane season, you have to be prepared for a lot of people that are uh, one wanting an answer from you on like, is this hurricane going to hit that they're talking about on the news or can I cancel? Or I won't even, I want to cancel. And we have fairly strict policies on that, that, and we follow, we follow basically the weather service. You know, if there's an evacuation, of course we, you know, full refund and, and cancel. That's our policy. Um, but if there's no evacuation, we we just try and educate our guests the best we can. And we've had way more instances where there's a fear of a hurricane and the weather ends up being perfect for their stay. And, uh, you know, it's just getting people to understand that. And, you know, rain doesn't warrant a, a refund, which, it, you know, it sucks if you go to the beach and it rains the whole time. But, you know, as a, as a host, you don't have control of that. My big thing is just to be respectful of your guests and not be like, oh, you're coming to the beach. You got to expect a hurricane. You know, uh, that's not really cool. I don't think, you know, I think yeah. it's just you got to find a way to do it where you're, you're nice and, and, uh, you know, give them as much education, you know, point them to sources of the education. Don't, don't try and be like the expert on hurricanes, you know, point them to sources. You know, there's lots of sources out there. The lo there's local websites you can point them towards that are very up to date on things as far and then, then like the Mike's weather, weather page yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and uh, uh, yeah, just to say something on that note and i agree completely about your cancellation policy i mean if there is an evacuation <laughs> i think you kind of have to refund but um but as far as the storm you want a contingency plan in place if you have a house that has like cutouts instead of impact glass 
that's kind of labor intensive. So you're going to have to work something out with your handyman beforehand to be aware of what storm protection you have. Um, and that's something you want to be aware of when you purchase the property too. If it has impact glass, that's going to be the best the best thing you can get. If you have shutters, um, you know you have to know how to how those function and if they're all working correctly and have that planned out before a hurricane is announced or a tropical storm's brewing because then it's going to be tougher to figure everything out in such short notice. That's a fantastic point. And that's something I didn't, I got, I'm from Iowa originally, so I didn't know about hurricanes, but our, we went through Hurricane Sally and uh, our cleaner, you know, we knew it was coming, it was coming in everything. Our cleaner's like, oh, I'm going over there and getting all your stuff off the porch. And then we're like, dude, why are you going in the hurricane? Like that will, that, now we've found out that's like the biggest thing that destroys places is the windows get broke out and then that's what lets all the water in. So she went in and moved all of our furniture uh, from the porch in, inside. And uh, that saved us from having broken deck for, you know, windows and stuff. So uh, that is, you know, great point, Jonathan. You got to have systems, not just for the guests, but also to uh, protect your property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys have a a certain time period for allowing them to cancel? So what I mean by that is, it, so there's a storm in the Gulf. We don't know where it's going. We don't know if it's going to Houston, if it's going to New Orleans, or if it's going to like South Florida. Um, a lot of times... It'll be in the news and people will want to cancel, but it doesn't, it isn't coming anywhere near Gulf Shores. It's going, you know, maybe Fort Myers or Tampa or uh, even like Forgotten Coast area where you wouldn't really, you might get a little bit of rain, but maybe like, let I me mean, like last year, that big one, I can't remember the name of it that hit Fort Myers. It didn't, it didn't even, wasn't even cloudy up here. It was just some wind. So at what point, where's, what's the point where you say, yeah, we totally get it. Yep, probably a hurricane. We don't want you guys to to do this or like, hey, let's wait and see a little longer. Is there a time frame? Unfortunately, it's very case by case for us and almost minute by minute. And, you know, we kind of generally have a rule of not calling our guests, but we break that rule for, you know, like you kind of nail it down to what what guest it's going to be because hurricanes you do generally kind of have a time you kind of know like you don't know exactly when it's going to land when, but until you do and then you do, <laughs> you know, so it depends on like is the guest already there? Cause that could be. And then, and then at that point we're, we're calling them and telling them to get out of there and, uh, or are they on their way? You know? And, and, uh, it, it generally comes down to the kind of last minute, unfortunately for us, that's the way we handle it. Um, and, uh, and we just, we just stay super involved and, uh, you know, talk them through it. But if it's, if it's like a week out and they're wanting to cancel, we tell them no. And uh, cause we just don't know. So we're the exact same. Yeah. So about a week then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, and do we have any particular language that we like to use so that we are staying empathetic to to people and that they don't want to be forced to come down during a hurricane because they paid too much not to? <laughs> and <laughs> um, and saying like, well, well, you know, it's not quite time to make this decision yet. Do we have any any phrases, key phrases that are helpful? Well, traveler's insurance, I, you know, is one of those things that if people are worried about getting a refund, I, I think, I mean, I get traveler's insurance just in case I have to cancel last minute. And I think it's just the, the prudent thing to do. Uh, so I, that's what I harp on is traveler's insurance. Yeah, you nailed it. And I'll say... <laughs> Uh, the verbiage I used got deleted by my wife because it was too mean. Um, and I don't know what she replaced it with. So it's much nicer <laughs> than what I used to say. I, I basically just said no refunds for weather or something, you know, and uh, but she has a lot nicer and it includes travel insurance. So that's that's what we do. Whatever my wife says. <laughs> All right. Patty's the boss. <laughs> uh, OK, so in terms of protecting the 
actual property. Is there anything else that you do besides going and getting all the stuff from outside? Uh, you have a pool typically. I mean, I don't know if it's different over there. You throw the furniture in the pool. Um, anything else? Well, well, there are, that really just depends on your storm protection. I mean, a lot of the older houses will have those cutout boards, which definitely is time consuming. I mean, depending on the size of the house, that could take two hours to put up all the boards, the pre-cut boards that you need to put up and you need to know where they are. You, you just have to be prepped. As long as you know what contingency plan you have in place, know what kind of protection you have, it's not really difficult and you do have to pay somebody to do it. But, um, you know, it's really dependent on that. If it's impact glass, you just have to make sure your outdoor furniture. And like you said, you, you know, make sure everything's good there. But, um, you know, but it can be a couple hours to, to very little time to prep it, depending on that. And I think the big thing there is, and you kind of said it before, John, and you don't wait until hurricane season to learn all that. You know, so if you buy a house or you're buying a house, uh, it, it and it's different property type to property type. A condo is drastically different prep than a, than a single family home, and a single family home on the water is different than four rows back. So you got to understand what do you got and and prepare ahead of time and talk to local. There's a lot of local resources that know. You know, so you know you you generally have time unless you close like the day before hurricane season. You have a little bit of time to prep. And uh, you definitely want to get ahead of that and have a plan before it happens. All right. Makes a lot of sense. So now we're just, it will be open, open forum here on, because I don't actually own anything in, uh, in Gulf Shores. So what other things, not necessarily related to hurricanes, but what other common occurrences do you need to have an upstream system for that can happen in this market? I think understanding, uh, well, I'll say it's a little different again, property type, but beach chairs, um, people want to know, they want to go sit on the beach. You know, so having a system around that, if you're in a condo, that can look a little different than if you're in a house. Um, but the Gulf Shores in particular has pretty strict rules on what the beach chairs can even be and tents and things like that. So um, and again, we are kind of be the source of the source. We provide them with information on what the rules are of a local, you know, the local websites and stuff we send them. Um, but then also we turn them towards the beach rental places or the beach chair rental places so that they, they already know what they can rent and what they're allowed to take out there. Uh, if you have a house, it's going to look a little different because you are probably going to provide like some sort of wagon or something for them to transport their stuff to and from. And you can do that for a condo too. There's nothing wrong with that. We actually have that too, but uh, it just looks a little different on both. But I think beach chairs is, and beach toy stuff is a is a big thing because that's people are going to the beach. So yeah. Uh, one other thing, I, I, I'm sorry. One thing I learned that's really important: uh, the schlage, schlage, however you say that, on codes, the the main block that most people use. They, I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but they will um, malfunction because of the humidity. And what a lot of people are doing are putting the moisture packs behind the battery pack, and that's helping to extend the life of those. So that's just a, a trick that's very important that that I had to do because my my locks kept going out, and uh, that's helpful. All right. Uh, something that I have had to deal with is uh, pest control. So uh, we got a, a roach or two here or there. And uh, I'm not from the area, but the, the pest guy seemed to think that was a common occurrence with the temperature and that once you maybe get a roach, it's a little harder to get rid of the roach. Um, so he had to come out four or five times and and he did get rid of them, but he said it's pretty, pretty common. And then another thing is we're down in Fort Morgan and uh, I don't know what season it is for them, but there are uh, uh, snakes, cottonmouth snakes we've had uh, that you see them on the road. We've had one under our deck. Um, and more than anything, maybe just let your guests be aware that it could, you could see a snake. 
Um, the one we did have under the deck, we did call a resource officer and and paid a pretty penny, but they did come pick up the snake and remove it and move it to a, a different area. But um, just something to maybe let your guests, especially down in Fort Morgan, we're down by mile marker two, that that you could see those. That, that's a great point, Ethan. And being from the South, I don't really think much of uh, snakes and gators. I mean, I'm <laughs> wrong. I'm not going to run up and grab them, but I still don't think much of them. But I was talking to a few of my clients. They're like, you got snakes there and gators? Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm never coming back. I, <laughs> give me bears all day long. I, I'm out on snakes. I hate them. <laughs> I think snakes are cool. It's the alligators Ooh. that really freak me out. I'll ride a bear before I get within <laughs> eyesight of a snake. Uh, some something else, oh, not on past, but that I wanted to mention was, and once again, I'm just speaking about Fort Morgan, and maybe it's different golf shores, but we, you know, we have the tech set up to get alerted what flag the water is, and you can have certain flags of if you should get in or can't get in. I would provide that resource to the guest so they can see what the water's doing. Um, but it, it changes daily down there for sure. And when we get texts about those flags, yeah, yeah I think that's really smart. Segwaying off of that too. And this kind of rolls into pests and water and everything, but you know, there's pests in the water, <laughs> uh, jellyfish, you know, you're definitely going to have, you know, again, trying to educate your guests on that and not scare them, but, uh, just tell them, and this is the ocean in general, this isn't just Gulf shores. Uh, but you know, jellyfish and, and I'm going to say sharks say the S word, but, uh, you know, stuff like that, they're around and, uh, uh, you know, you just got to have some education on that. And again, don't be the one saying this is the rule. This is how you do it. Send them, send them a link. That's educational. That's the same thing we do in the Smokies with bears. You know, there's bears all over here and, and you know, we don't say, Oh, just, just do this. We, we send them to some place that they're telling ones telling them how to deal with it. But, uh, Right. So that's very true. There are sharks in the Gulf and the ocean, <laughs> and, but the, uh, there's one more thing on the pest that's very important termites. So termites are very prevalent here. I haven't had any clients with issues, but what you want to do is have a, a termite bond. And on that bond, you want to make sure to me, it's important to have a repair bond instead of a retreat bond because those repair bonds actually if for some instance, uh, termites do damage your property, they will cover the repairs as well, where the retreat bonds just treat the termites and don't cover the repairs. It's As long as you have the Centricon stations and everything set up, I'm not going to say it's likely to happen, but you do want the prevention for that too. Yeah, totally agree with all that. So Another, another little beach thing, uh, again, that a lot of guests don't realize is the landscape of the beach can change drastically. You know, like in front of our place, sometimes it's like this perfect flat, like pi picturesque thing of it just going out nice and flat to the ocean or to the Gulf. I keep keeping all the oceans. I'm just going to punch me in the face for that. Um, and, uh, uh, but sometimes it gets like, there's like a, almost like a steep drop off. Like if you get a few days of some big waves, it just changes and it changes daily a little bit. So we, we do put a little, uh, paragraph in, in our, you know, in our guide about that, that the dynamic dynamic of the beach can change day to day. So just be aware. It's not always perfectly flat. So, yeah, that's also true. And the, the flag thing is really important. I think over here, they may have them over there too. They have little magnets that you can get from the visitor center and put it on your fridge because the, a lot of times the tourists don't know that a red flag, it doesn't mean be careful. It means you're not supposed to get in above like your shins. And so um, when we're out there sometimes, and sometimes it'll change while you're, you're out there. So you kind of have to pay attention. But like if we're walking on the beach and uh, we see the flag is red and my even my four-year-old is like, mama, they're not supposed to be in the water. And sometimes it's really little kids with no life jackets and it makes me a nervous wreck. Yeah. So it's 
knowing what the flag systems are, are very important for your guests so they don't get caught in rip currents. And um, that's really important. So get those uh, get those magnets for sure. But switching off of, well, we weren't still on pests. I, I went to flags, but back to the animals. So Fort Morgan is pet friendly. So do you, are you guys pet friendly that are there? And what are your systems for that? If any, I am not pet friendly. It, it, is, a pet friendly be. beach. it is a pet friendly beach, but we're not pet friendly and uh, we've never had any issues with, with that. So we stay rented out, and, uh, but we've, we've never ventured there. Uh, not saying we wouldn't, but we haven't had to. Yeah. Are you pet friendly, Jonathan? Yes, all ours are pet friendly. And uh, the funny thing is, is we're closest to the beach. This the one part of the beach that's not pet friendly in Fort Morgan by the wildlife refuge. But if you go a little bit farther than off of Cortez, there's a, a great pet friendly beach. But to me, it's, it is part of the great experience of Fort Morgan. But, um, you know, so I, all mine are pet friendly, too. Don't walk your dog in Gulf Shores. I did that and got pulled over on the beach. It was awesome. <laughs> you can walk your dog on the sidewalks. So you just can't take them on the beach. You can have dogs in Gulf Shores. You just can't take them on the actual beach. So, uh, all right. So we don't have pet systems. Um, I, I really wish we could be pet friendly. It just, and we tried to be at first because I, Luke will be the first person to tell you that I have too many rescue dogs. I have a problem. Um, but it, I really wanted to be pet friendly because we travel with ours, but it just took one like big, I don't know if it was a German shepherd or maybe the hair was a little light. Maybe it was a white German shepherd, but a big dog with kind of long hair like that, that just gets woven into everything. And our cleaner just, it, it wasn't necessarily that the dog tore anything up. It just took way too long to get rid of any evidence of it that we just didn't, we've never done it again. Part of me wants to revisit that sometimes. And then part of me is like, eh, no, because I've stayed in pet friendly places that when I get there, they already smell like somebody else's dog which they don't all, but I don't want ours to do that. So I wish I could be that person. I want to be, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, what are some other common occurrences that you have to get upstream of around here? Tim mentioned beach supplies. Um, you know, we we do have, we do provide chairs. Um, we do provide some toys uh, and they do go missing. So you got to restock, replenish those. Uh, they're not too bad. We had a wagon go missing. Um, but it's, it's, you can't predict a wagon going missing, but the toys you probably need to, if you're going to provide them, make sure that you have them, especially if you let them know that you have them, uh, you know, so that it's there. Uh, so I just want to make, make mention that they, they do walk off more frequently than not. So the wagons are kind of big. So do you keep extra, like an extra wagon there in case that happens or you just Amazon it when it happens, you wait till it happens? Well, we've been Instacarting everything. So it gets there in a timely manner, but it's still, it's an expensive, those wagons aren't cheap, but, uh, no, you know, they're not. If we tell somebody we have it and it's not there, we get them, get them a new one. Instacart's an amazing thing. And if you're yes. not, if you're not using it as part of your system, you need to, it, it is such a game changer in this industry. And, uh, it just, it's pretty new, but, uh, it's, I forget about it sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh wait, Instacart, I have it there in an hour. <laughs> yep. Yep. Do you guys provide uh, beach chairs and stuff like that? That's, or that's kind of encompassed in this wagon conversation. We we yep. provide beach chairs, uh, and our only issue with them is what Tim talked about earlier with rust. Uh, we've gone through them fairly quickly. Uh, you know, it's just something else we have to replenish. But I do think it's something we provide. And then anything else, we give them a couple numbers if they want a uh, an umbrella or uh, any other beach covering. You know, we there's a couple places down there that you can give them their number and they can rent those. I'll be honest on ours. We we say we don't provide that stuff, but 
uh, is generally there. Uh, we, we provide some starter kit stuff and then inevitably people buy stuff and leave it behind. So it's almost usually really at the end of the season, we almost have to do a closet clean out because our closet's so packed with stuff that people, people leave behind. Um, so, you know, different methods. I don't think there's a wrong answer there, but, uh, we, we basically say, uh, kind of what Ethan said, here's the numbers of places and there's a place right across the street. If you, if there's something that you feel you need that, that isn't there. Um, and then, and then sometimes people get there and they're just pleasantly surprised by it's all in the closet. So, yeah, the good thing is if you don't provide them or you don't want to, there are, I mean, which, you know, most people do, but there are services that'll set up everything on the beach and you, you know, really good services for that too. That'll drop. Absolutely. Kayaks, paddle boards too. Yeah, that's another thing. There's a lot of beyond the paddle board. I mean, there's a lot of water sports stuff. You know, if you want to go out in the water doing stuff, there's, you know, all everything you can imagine that you can go rent. So, <laughs> so um, another little thing, just like what to expect. And this is just kind of, again, a little bit educational for guests uh, is I'll say talk about like wildlife type back on that the dunes are protected and uh a lot of people you know guests don't realize that and they'll they'll be out there running around in them and then anybody that's local freaks out and like starts yelling at people you know so we do our best to educate people about the rules on the dunes as well as lighting that's allowed you know it's a really popular thing to go out on the beach at night with flashlights and look for crabs and stuff and uh you're really supposed to be using like a red filter um or a certain color so we we again send education 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 for things like that so oh, on that note i have a, a quick funny story i had a client who con with conveyed with the sale was a high-powered gas <laughs> golf cart <laughs> and uh, the guests loved it don't get me wrong but they were uh, one of his guests were ramping up the protected dunes and destroying them and it was chaos and they were calling him so uh, I do recommend if it's in a golf cart community to have a low powered electric golf cart. <laughs> I think that is less tempting to to do stuff like that with, but also disclose and explain the dunes are protected as well. That sends me right to my favorite Napoleon Dynamite scene. Take it off any sweet jumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something I would ever be tempted to do, <laughs> but yeah, you can't do that. Um, what else? What else before we go? Anybody have any anything else that we haven't mentioned that the listeners might benefit from hearing in terms of common things we need to get upstream of? I think we covered a lot today. Uh, really, it's just again, just just do your best to educate your guests and and educate yourselves on you know. I'm glad Jonathan brought up the property protection part. I was going on and on about guests, but you gotta you know, take care of your property as well. So all right, nothing else going once. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you listeners for being here. If you guys want to learn more, we have a live Q and a every Thursday. You can sign up for that at strquestions.com. If you guys are uh, ready to buy with Jonathan, you can email him at Jonathan at the shop.com or agents at the shop.com. We'll get you there too. And you can also join our Facebook group. It's called short-term rental, long-term wealth. Same title as my book. And thank you guys so much. We'll catch you later. Thank you.